Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All slide right now. I'm all slide. Matt Leonard is back in. The freshly quaffed Matt Leonard. How much product this morning? We got double product going on. We got a gel and a mat. It's a, it's a, it's What's a process. The ma- I'm sorry. I didn't realize there's a process for that. How long does it take you to do your hair in the morning, Matt? I got it down about seven minutes. Okay. We're looking to reduce that a little bit more with some practice. Seven minutes, two products, seven minutes. Wow. Jared Golden as well, representative Jared Golden. Jared, you don't have to worry about product-free hair. It's just, psh, there it is, no right? Product. No product just, at all. You know, get out, get ready, and get going. You didn't have to worry about product when you were in the Marines either. It was just, you know, you barely had any hair. You were lucky to have hair in the Marines. We didn't really shower a whole lot. No, that was another thing, too. It it was an entirely different type of product. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Representative Golden is serving his first term in the Maine legislature. He grew up in central Maine. He served for four years in the Marine Corps with deployments to both Iraq and Afghanistan. Jared, your first time into the Breakfast Club. uh, For some folks that might not know and and might not be familiar, because we kind of an adult contemporary station here where you just happen to have some cool interviews in the morning. Tell the folks a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in the legislature. Well, um, I'm originally from uh, Leeds, Maine. Family still lives out there. My mother and father, uh, they uh, own and operate Springbrook Golf Course. Um, so after I uh, graduated from uh, high school, uh, shortly after I ended up joining the Marines for four years, served from 2002 to six. like you said, deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq, in, in the infantry uh, based out of Camp Lejeune. Uh, when I got out, I came back to Maine, ended up going to Bates College for four years. Um, and when I left that, I went on and I spent a little bit of time over in Afghanistan, Iraq, working for a freight forwarding company. I ultimately moved on to a job with Senator Collins, worked on the Senate Homeland Security Committee staff for a couple of years. and Came back to Maine, uh, worked up in Augusta for a little while, and then last summer, of course, started the campaign, ran for state rep, and uh, now representing House District 60, which is a part of the city of Lewiston. That's uh, that is awesome. You uh, you're doing a lot of stuff. You're already on committees, um, transportation committee, and the Veterans and Legal Affairs Committee, which we're talking about right now. Um, I, assume, I I don't have to ask you why you joined the Veterans and Legal Affairs Committee. I I, I think that's fairly self-explanatory. Yep, that that was the first one I asked for. So yeah. now uh, let's talk about some of the sponsored bills, and we'll start off with uh, with LD 323. LD-323 uh, originally started as a kind of a remake of an old bill uh, that had not been passed. It, it was going to look at doing a, uh, you know assessment for the completion of state-owned St. Lawrence and Atlantic Railroad line to do an engineer design and environmental assessment, uh, you know, working with the Maine Department of Transportation and the Passenger Rail Authority. Uh, they felt like, you know, getting down to that level um, was preemptive that what we really needed to do was was look at some specifics about what were the you know necessary track upgrades uh, and you know what kind of service would we we be talking about and what I mean by that is you know would we have an inner city train would we have a commuter train which is more f- focused on getting people to work um, you know would we you know what what is the scope of, of what we're trying to plan for here so ultimately uh, the committee amended that bill to do a, uh, a study. 
and to help uh, the passenger rail authority look at the development of, of a service plan. How how is that looking, by the way, the the, the railroad stuff? I, I, Mayor Labonte comes in and talks about it a lot. Um, a lot of other folks have, have come in and talked about it as well. I think it would be great, but some folks are just, you know, change is awful, you know, so they don't like anything. So how is that looking right now? Because I, I feel like that could be something, you know, as we look to revitalize the area and get folks in, and especially with, with winter stuff and everything else, I think train uh, train transportation would be pretty pretty helpful for this area. I think I think that's right. I think that you know one of the real benefits too is what is the economic development potentials that train service brings with it, and that's a part of what this study is all about: is to look and say, you know, here's the capital costs it would take to expand Lewis and Auburn. Here are the operating costs. You know, here might, you know, be w- ways that we can pay for that. But also, what's the you know what's the benefit for the state in terms of economic development, and for the region in terms of jobs, people moving here, connecting to Portland and Boston. Um, how's this looking right now? It passed the legislature. Uh, it requires a local match. Both city councils are going to have to approve uh, a local match, and they have until November to do that. So, you know, really the discussion right now sits with Lewiston and Auburn and, and decide if they can come up with that money, if it's an investment they want to make and, and something they want to look, look at. So. Representative Jared Golden is in. Matt Leonard is in as well from the Androscoggin County Chamber of Commerce. We'll have more with both of them coming up this hour. It's The Breakfast Club, Z1055, 14 past 8, 72 degrees on the corner of Center and Bradman. Bringing you the 80s, 90s, and today. When you call my name. Station. We're in with Matt Leonard and Representative Jared Golden. Talking about uh, veterans and, and legal affairs stuff and all sorts of things happening here. Let's talk about... Uh, What's LD-687? It's an act to expand classification categories for motor vehicles in the state. What is, uh, what is that for folks that, that aren't down with the lingo, and, and what are you hoping to, uh, to recognize with that and, and uh, clear up with that? So right now there, there's a, a vehicle that's being developed uh, down in, I think, in Louisiana. It's, it's an auto cycle. It's essentially, it's on three wheels. But it's unlike a motorcycle, you're in a compartment, like a, like a vehicle, like a car. And, at, you know, it has a steering wheel. It handles more like a vehicle. In some ways, you know, it looks more like a motorcycle. Um, you know, it's a two-seater, uh, you know, front and back kind of configuration. Um, so the state right now says that they, you know, once this car is road ready, that they would... Um, register it as a motorcycle, require people to get their motorcycle uh, license and, and go through all that testing. But like I said before, people that have you know road tested the vehicle say it handles more like a vehicle, a car, and that it might make sense to you know do a different uh, registration classification. So this is really just trying to hash that out and get ahead of a of an issue that might be coming down the pike. That's a that's a really good idea. Wait a minute, hold on. Are you you're 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 a politician, Jared, and you're thinking ahead. I, I'm just <laughs> I just want to say thank you for that. That doesn't normally you're normally it's well we'll just deal with that when it comes down the pike. So you know that's good. Thank you for doing that before we actually get on the pike. Excellent. Now um, LD seven twenty. What actually? Let me let me bounce over to Matt here real quick. Matt, how important is it, uh, it as you former vet uh, a veteran retired um, from the Navy? Um, not as much product in the hair back then, of course. Um, to get qualified veterans in for folks that are looking for jobs and stuff like that, because there's no, there's nobody with a better work ethic than a vet. 
It's extremely important. And as I've walked around, I've said, you know, what's in it for me is I've been a one-man economic (laughs) stimulus package for for the community of L.A. You know, I bought a house. I got a job. And the reality, though, is, you know, when we look at hiring veterans, they're in a special category where companies get tax credits for hiring them. There's a lot of other benefits to that. And then at the end of the day, you're going to get somebody who's motivated to work, who's going to be a hard worker that you, you want to add to the community. And I think if you look around, you know, my first time on the show, you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of people returning to the area that have a military background, you know, and look at Argo. They're the fastest growing company in the state of Maine. You know, Jason's a veteran himself. Um, you look at Howard Kroll, just hired as a city manager for Auburn, veteran. We could go on and on. So you got a lot of people that are getting hired into L.A. right now to help improve this community. And coincidentally or not, a lot of them have a military background. You know, the other piece, just to add to that, is like with yourself, Matt, you know, you you have experience working in, in electrical work. And, and so, you know, you get out of the military and you have your kind of specialty, you know, skill set. And, you know, part of what the state should be looking at is how can we match those skills with employment in the civilian sector. But there's also these intangibles that veterans have that I think businesses should be made aware of. Uh, these are people that have, you know, leadership skills. They're, they're people that uh, take responsibility for, for themselves, um, you know, and, and, and people that don't really understand, you know, the concept of failure or, you know, can't, isn't in the vocabulary of, of uh, you know, people coming out of the military and they just have a can-do attitude. So there's a lot of intangible know assets that they bring to a business as well absolutely we'll talk more about that coming up there's some good examples of that and and some different things that we can talk about there as well we're talking with representative jared golden we're talking with matt leonard i'm maddie b in case you were wondering it's 826 and 73 degrees outside you're listening to the breakfast club on the z a reminder simona's hot dog stand is celebrating 107 years in the lucerne auburn community today today is our 107th anniversary birthday i guess yeah, we'll go with birthday. I don't think you call it an anniversary. Uh, they also want to welcome Lisa and Rod Simmons and the LA Fighting Spirit Junior Hockey Team on their official arrival to their new home, the Anderson Bank Coliseum. They are wishing them a hot dog of a winning season. Yes, you see what they did there. Check out their full menu online at SimonasHotDogStand.com. Remember, they got a full breakfast menu till 11. They've got two Georgie breakfast sandwiches all day long for just $2.99. And you can get hot dogs, plenty of hot dogs burgers, chili cheese fries, and more. Simona's Hot Dog Stand in Lewiston. It's 827 on Z. Congratulations. You're a high school senior. Of the professionals at Photo... Z1055, LA's only local radio station. We're joined by Matt Leonard and Representative Jared Golden. Also want to remind you, if house cleaning is on your mind, and I mean really, whose mind isn't it on at this point? The Vac Shack is your one-stop source for quality floor care products and services. Visit their showroom at 45 Pleasant Street in Lewiston. Call 783-2902 or follow the Vac Shack on Facebook. Shack has no C in it, by the way. No Q either. It's not like Shaquille O'Neal, so don't get confused. Continue now with Matt Leonard and Jared Golden and uh, talking about a few things here. i got to ask you a question, Jared. A lot of, um, I remember back in, in my military days, um, cue, the, cue the, like the, the whistling theme or whatever from 15 years ago. Uh, as we go back into the Wayback Machine. And I remember they had us driving a lot of trucks, like big industrial trucks. And you had to get a lot of licensing and a lot of things. Now, if you want to go do that in the real world, you got to go through the whole thing again as a civilian. And that's kind of one of those, do I really want to go through this again when I just went through it in the military? It seems to happen quite a bit. Absolutely. And this is something that the state, I think, has looked at trying to improve. And, and you know, we haven't quite gotten there in terms of easing that 
process, that transition out of the military, particularly when it comes to what you're talking about, licensing and, and certification. Uh, and, I, and I think that's something, you know, Matt has a lot of input about too. And, and you know, part of the problem is that it's, it's, it's complex. It's hard for, you know, civilians to look at our military training and, and understand exactly what our training entails. And, and, and so it's hard to translate those skill sets into, well, you know, are they prepared? Uh, have they already kind of met the training, you know, necessities of getting a license? Um, and, and so a lot of times it just becomes too complicated and the state ends up, you know, not following through with, with uh, the commitment to, you know, kind of cut through that tape. So. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a great point. You know, you look at myself. I did 21 years in healthcare, and when I, when I come here to the state, you know, the hospital's got 40 CNA jobs ready for an applicant today, but I, I would have to go through a whole education program in order to apply. I mean, I, I think we can find ways, to, you know, to leverage that experience and fill some of the gaps we have in our workforce. And you know, meanwhile, we have Matt sitting here, someone who's actually treated combat wounds. Um, you know, I think he's probably had the life experiences you know in the in the you know he's probably capable of performing that job i still remember the first time i did the combat medic course and the first iv i ever had to do i mean that was that was great yeah you come you should come by as soon as i leave here i'll be donating blood this morning at our blood drive at the chamber so i should probably go do that yeah, i've actually got some decent blood at this yeah. point we can dust off the skills i'll let you i'll let you put the iv in me i'll do yours make it an event <laughs> Are we licensed for that, though? <laughs> that, I mean, that's true, and, and that's the problem. And that's we the problem. Get you know, and maybe it's as simple as, as having a test where, you know, maybe, you know, we always talk about in the military remedial action, you know, okay, so you had the training, but how long has it been? Maybe it is just dusting up those skills. Maybe it's taking a test, and if you pass it, you're licensed. Um, you know, and if, you, if you're not, then you have to go back and, and go through the whole process like, like anyone else would in the civilian sector. Now, uh, LD873 is an act to authorize a general fund bond issue for housing for homeless veterans. Lots of homeless veterans in this area. I, I'm not up on the statistics. I would, I would hope you would, you would know, but I would assume there's enough of a number here to where there has to be a, a, a bill sponsored. Yeah, so this isn't a regional focus. This is a statewide focus. Um, you know, unfortunately, when, when we do our, our count every year, uh, they do it once a year, and, you know, some people would argue that, you know, basing, you know, your facts or data on, on a one-night count, you probably miss some, some people and some veterans fall through the cracks. But, you know, we have, it, it is always in the hundreds in terms of how many homeless veterans we find on the street on any given night uh, in the state of Maine. And, you know, they do this in like January or February too. So, um, you know, they, they go out looking through shelters. But this, this is a bill which is, you know, we have a lot of transitional housing available for, for homeless veterans. This is uh, a bill in support of a project up at the VA hospital in Augusta, where it would be more of a uh, you know longer term. You know, we find a homeless veteran, we get them into a transitional unit. Maybe we identify that they have some longer term needs. Maybe they need some counseling, uh, you know, some employment counseling, some mental health care. Um, so we transition them into a, a more stable, long term uh, shelter located right up at the VA hospital in Augusta. And this was actually a project with Volunteers of America. They've already entered into a contract agreement with the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, the VA is providing the land. Volunteers of America has to, you know, essentially come up with the capital needs to build the housing 
um, and, and they already work with veterans uh, down in like Saco, for instance, they do some transitional housing assistance for veterans. So they'd be bringing to the table a lot of their, uh, you know, skills in terms of counseling, assistance, employment, uh, you know, services. Matt Leonard, Representative Jared Golden, both in here on The Breakfast Club. We'll have another segment with them coming up. It's 846, 75 degrees, Z1055. The Breakfast Club! The new yes, I actually do think of these things. I, I've got problems, what can I tell you? Matt Leonard and Representative Jaron Golden are in here now. And uh, final segment with them. If you've missed any of the other segments, uh, go to Z1055.com. Talk about uh, veterans issues, things of that nature. Uh, Matt, you were talking earlier about a mains hire of uh, mains hire event. Let's talk a, a little bit about that. Hundred companies, hundred veterans, hundred days. Uh, absolutely, coming up on Labor Day, September seventh, sponsored by the Maine Department of Labor. Maine's hire a vet program. Hundred employers hiring a hundred vets over a hundred days. It's a it's a great opportunity to get get our vets to work and for our employers to see the value in that. That's a that's a really good point. Now, another thing that would probably benefit some veterans as as they're looking to to move here is uh, you know where can they they stretch their dollar the most? And Jared LD nine twenty two is an act to provide an income tax an income tax exemption. Wow, say that ten times fast for pension or retirement plans for veterans who are totally disabled. Let's talk a little bit about that. Right. Uh, so actually, this bill uh, did not pass, and that was uh, by design because. This bill was put forward, uh, you know, with a more narrow focus to help veterans who are 100% service-connected disabled. But ultimately, when the governor's budget proposal was put out, he recommended uh, the elimination of, of the uh, pension, you know, uh, or exemption, you know, an income tax exemption for all pensions for all military retirees. And so it was, that was a much broader scale, you know, version of the same bill. So the legislature ultimately moved forward with that. And I, I think Matt, you know, would, would say that that was a good step in the right direction. I don't think it's Absolutely. a full exemption, but uh, it's going to benefit a, a lot of military retirees in the state, and co hopefully coming to the state. Matt, what's what places did you look at living when you when you left you know, when you get ready to leave San Diego? I know you were from Portland, but were there other places that you were looking around at? I almost look at it like it should be like Major League Baseball free agency or, or, or NBA free agency, like. If you go to Florida, there's no state income tax, so you're making more there, or Absolutely. Texas, or vice versa. Were you doing the same thing? Absolutely. So there are 26 states that don't tax military retirement, and Maine's quickly becoming the 27th. You know, it's just like you're saying. I'm looking to retire somewhere. I'm looking at the opportunity, and I'm looking at the lay of the land, um, and taxes are a big part of that. Certainly can be for businesses and, and uh, individuals like, especially with that pension. Because sometimes for folks, they're not lining up a, a, a different job. They're, they're living off the pension during that time. So, Jared, what was your transition like when you came back from, from here? And, and it seems like you've, you've taken a lot of the stuff that you learned during the transition and used it as, as fuel here as you're, as you're moving forward as a, as a member of the, rep uh, of the House of Representatives. I think my transition was probably, you know, kind of a normal one in some ways. I had some challenges. Uh, it wasn't always easy. Employment was number one. Coming home, I didn't have anything lined up. You know, it was just day one, back at home. Wasn't sure what I was gonna do. Coming out of the infantry, tough to transfer some of those skills out into the civilian sector. Um, I called up George's Pizza right across the street here. I worked there in high school, said, George, I need a job. Uh, to his credit, he hired me right off the bat. And I just, you know, went to work ultimately. You know, I worked two, three jobs, uh, just trying to make ends meet for the first year. Um, and, and the second important step for me was getting into, you know, using my education benefits, going to Bates College, uh, 
you know, that was a, a huge leg up getting that education and, and, and put me on a, on a good path. So I'd say employment and education are two, you know, necessary, you know, quick steps that need to be taken to help any veteran transition out. But in the interim, the big thing that made a difference was the community support. And, and I mean that in a very personal way, you know, friends and family, uh, members of the community who, who reached out to be helpful to, to a, a new veteran coming home made a big difference. Representative Jared Golden was his first appearance on The Breakfast Club. Hopefully we didn't scare him away and he'll return. Not scared at all. All right, that's what I figured. And Matt Leonard, well, you're back Friday, so. I am. I am. You're, I'm fully invested. Do you want to just start filling in for me when I'm off? Is that the plan? Uh, like, might be a good idea. Yeah. You, might, you might as well get you trained up on the board and, and everything else. It's very simple. You Actually, no, it's not because I don't want anybody coming in <laughs> off the street. What was it? Uh, there was one uh, famous radio guy whose father said, why do you want to get into radio so a, a janitor can take your job at any point if they like their voice better? So There you go. See, these are things that I need to think of. Maybe people, well, uh, I don't know. How much money did you make on the dunk tank the other day? Did I think we made a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. See? And I was smart. I got there from three to four because I knew there'd be some stragglers that would be coming in later, so I didn't get dunked as much. It was... Yeah. Well, I escaped injury, so I made it out A-OK. Yeah, that was my karma for doing that, yeah. by the way. That was great. You've got all your toenails. That's fantastic. Yep. It's 8.58, 76 degrees. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. The Breakfast Club! This is your Sports Flash for Monday, August 7th. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.